who is alive in us who have received Christ as Lord and Savior. I thank you that you have set your spirit as a seal upon us and you told us that when you sent him, he would be a a helper, a comforter, and a teacher, Lord, and a revealer, Lord, that he would show us and, and continue teaching and revealing to us the words you have spoken. And so this morning, as we go to your word, I have expectation of receiving truth and revelation and encouragement and equipment to go out and be the light in this world. And so I pray that over each person here who's ready to receive and all the receivers said, amen. Amen. Let's go to Colossians 3, verse 17 in the Amplified to kick this sermon off this morning. I'm going to read it for you in Colossians 3, 17. The Amplified translation says this, whatever, say that with me this morning, whatever you do, no matter what it is, that's a pretty strong start. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and independence on him, not independence, in dependence, like I am in need of, so I am depending on, in dependence on him, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This morning I want to talk to you about doing things in the name of Jesus and not just things but everything. I want to talk to you about whatever you do no matter what it is in word or deed in everything do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. What that means. You know I was thinking about some of the things that I do in the name of Jesus already. Because we talk about everything and that seems like big, right? Everything. Can, is there any part of your life where you do everything the same way? It's probably not a lot. I was thinking about some of the things I do in Jesus' name already. You know, if, you're, if this relates to you, that's great. If not, that's okay. I pray in Jesus' name. You know, I, I've been taught how to pray. I've always prayed that way in Jesus' name. You know, I end the prayer with that. Amen. You all know about that. Have you, have you prayed that way before? We did it a couple times already today. I pray in Jesus' name. Um, you know, I worship Jesus us by name. That's another, another place I'm familiar with the name of Jesus. You know, I, I worship his, his name and him because it is his name. You know, I talk about Jesus by name. When I'm talking about the Bible, I'll reference Jesus. I'll talk about what he said, about what he did. These are some of the places where Jesus's name comes up in my life. Just always has. Um, it always will. But I read this and I think about the way I use Jesus's name right now. And then I read Colossians 3, 17 here, and it says, do whatever you do, no matter what it is, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I'm kind of, kind of corrected because I think, wow, of prayer, worship, and talking about the Bible and church stuff, if that's all that I'm doing in Jesus's name, there's a lot of other stuff that I'm not doing in his name. Anybody else this morning? Don't raise your hands for that one. There's a lot of stuff in my life that I, I maybe am or maybe I'm not doing in Jesus name. And so what I want to dig into this morning, what does it mean to do everything in Jesus's name? What does that imply to do everything, whatever it is in word or deed in Jesus name? And then kind of this along with it, because this is one of my questions. Is that even possible? You ever read the Bible and think that to yourself? Like, is that even possible? It says do everything in his name. I think to myself, there is nothing in my life that I do everything the same way in. I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you have some of those. Maybe you wake up the same time every day. I don't. I, I have to have some variance. In fact, I do have some variance. But I, I see this and it says, whatever you do, do it in the name. And so this morning I want to talk about what it implies and how it's possible to do everything in the name of Jesus. You know, one of the things I recognize right away with this is I do everything in life in my name. How about you? Do you do things in your name? Do you do things because you are who you are? 
Well, you see, we don't always think about it like this. But every action I take as Isaac Wangler, I'm doing it in my name. Every time I put my debit card into the machine, I'm saying, I'm Isaac Wangler, and I'm about to make a purchase today. We do a lot of things in our name, but the Bible says do everything in his name. And so I got this image as I read this scripture, and I want to share it with you. And this is our jumping off point this morning. To do everything in his name, I see it like this. Everything I'm doing, I'm signing for it in Jesus' name. I'm signing for it in Jesus' name. And I want to share um, a quick story with you about the, one of the first times I signed for something in the name of someone else. Um, it was a few years ago. I was working at my first job at a ministry. And I think this was actually the first time was as an intern at my dad's church. And I remember we were working on this project. And it came time to purchase these materials to like build this thing for a kid's project. And it got to the point where the stuff's in the cart, the plan has been made, and now it's time to pay for it. And I recognized I'm about to buy something in someone else's name. Because I'm not buying this as Isaac Wangler, I'm buying this as Word of Life Family Church in Winterset, Iowa. And so that was kind of a big moment for me because I realized I'm operating with the resources of someone else. I'm operating with the authority of someone else because I'm saying this is who I'm on behalf of. I recognize I'm operating within the will or the direction, the alignment of someone else. Because if, if I'm just doing this all on my own and it's for me, then I'm using the wrong name. You know, when we sign for something for another person, what we're doing is carrying the authority, we're carrying the reputation, we're carrying the resources of the one that we are signing for. Do you see that this morning? So I ask some questions when I'm signing for it in someone else's name. I ask, are the funds available? Is this in line with the, the will or is this in line with the direction of the company? I don't know if this is connecting for anybody. If any of you out there ever signed for something in the company's name, I'm hoping this will relate. You know, another thing I think about is like, well, I told you at the beginning, I'm getting married in a month. And as part of that, I'm growing in how to represent someone else as well as myself. Because now it's not just me. Now it's the Wanglers, me and my fiance Taylor. And I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing in this. But there's some considerations I have to make when I'm signing for things. You know, we've bought some stuff for the wedding. And when I'm buying stuff in our name, not just my name, I have to think, well, is this going to be okay with her? Is she going to approve what I'm about to buy and how much of it I'm about to buy? Are the funds available? You know, I still got to think about that between the two of us. Do we have what we need to pay for this? Um, is she going to be comfortable with this? And then sometimes it's just this question. Would she want to know about this before I do it? Has anybody ever had to ask that question? Don't raise your hands for that one either. <laughs> you know, when we're, when we're operating or signing for it in the name of someone else, there's some additional consideration we have to take. But there's also also some benefits because when I'm signing for it on Abundant Life Ministries name I'm not just drawing on the resources of Isaac Wangler you know we did this stage remodel I didn't just have all the funds for that sitting around in my personal bank account but we had saved as a church to do this project and so I probably couldn't have just written the check or signed for it in Isaac Wangler's name I, I would have come up short but because as a ministry, we had planned for this and prepared for this, and I, that's the authority and the funds I was operating on, we were able to do it. Just a real example for you. You did see it this morning. As we sign for it, we have to consider who it is we're signing for. Amen? 
And so this morning, we're going to talk about signing for it in Jesus' name because it says in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, whatever you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so when I read in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm not just thinking about, you know, saying like some word like, you know, I'm doing this in Jesus' name. No, it's like I am doing this on behalf of Jesus, King of King, Lord of Lords, overcomer, victor, supplier, provider, everything that he is. I'm not just doing it as me. I'm doing it on his behalf. I'm signing for it in Jesus' name. Do you get the connection this morning? Do you see the picture as I talk? I'm not just telling you about signing for things and experiences for no purpose. I want you to see this as I saw it in the spirit because this is the picture God gave me. Is like As you sign for things as part of a company, that's how I want you to be with my name. I want you to sign for it in my name. That's what I'm talking about here. I don't just mean talk about my name all the time. I don't just mean slap it on like the bumper sticker on the side of your car. Sign for it. Pay for it. Use the authority to get it in Jesus' name, not in your name. That's kind of what we were talking about at the end of worship this morning, too. It's not in me. It's in him. It's not my ability. It's his ability. And so this morning, sign for it in Jesus' name. Here's one of the first things I see about what I sign for it with. Um, in Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And the reason we're told to guard our heart, like it says right here, spring the issues of life. From your heart is, is going to dictate, it's going to determine, it's going to direct how your life is. Well, why is that? You know, I'm not going to turn there for time this morning, but in Romans 10 verse 9, it talks about how if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved. What I see is belief is something that happens in the heart and what you believe is going to determine the direction of your life. And so with that, what I'm, what I'm trying to get to this morning is what I believe in my heart about who I am and who I'm signing for, that's going to dictate what I do and don't do. And so I have to have belief that I'm signing on Jesus' behalf if I'm going to do that. I want to look at one more uh, verse about this, Galatians 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 verse 20, this connects. So I just I showed you Proverbs 4 and talked about Romans 10, 9 just to set up that our beliefs are in our heart and what we do comes out of our beliefs. Do you see that today? Our beliefs are in our heart and what we do comes out of our heart which contains our beliefs. So beliefs are going are gonna to determine the direction for us. We're told to guard our heart because that's where our beliefs are held. We have to keep our beliefs guarded and protected because those are going to dictate how we live. And so here's what I want you to believe about who you are. Galatians 2 verse 20. I'm, I'm going to the word because I don't just want you to make a determination about who you are based on something I say. I want you to determine who you are based on what God says. I want you to believe who you are based on what God says you should believe. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is what we have to believe if we're going to sign for it in Jesus' name. This morning what I, I hope to do with this message is put the power back in the signature. Put the power in Jesus' name. Because there is power in it. But I'll, I'll share my experience. There have been times in my life where I have done that out of like a, a rehearsed script. It's like there's, there's moments where I can think, you know, I prayed and I said in Jesus' name, but I didn't believe there was any power in what I had just prayed. And I'm, I'm telling you this because when you believe in the power of the one you're signing for, it changes what happens after you sign. 
If I don't believe in it and I just say it because it's something I heard at church one time, I, I'm, I'm not leaving the power in, in Jesus' name in my life. His name is power. We're going to see that this morning. So this first thing is an identity issue. My beliefs have to be correct about who I am. And I can't get access to the name of Jesus if I don't believe that my old person is dead and this new person is alive. Just like it says here, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You know, this is a foundational truth. And it's so important that we recognize it's not me who's alive, but it's Christ who lives in me. We have to know that if we're going to sign for it in his name. Because who we believe we are is going to determine how we sign for it. You know, if I believe I'm Isaac Wangler, I can sign as Isaac Wangler. But if I believe my name's Sean Seaborn, then I can't sign as Isaac Wangler. Do you see that this morning? If I don't believe that I am who I am, I'm not able to access what I've got. If I don't believe I'm in Christ and Christ is alive in me, then I can't access what Christ has. I have to believe I'm in Christ, that my old man's dead, my old self is gone, and this new man who's alive in this body today is alive in Christ. That means I'm identified with him. In order to sign his name and have it mean and be powerful, I've got to have the belief that I'm alive in Jesus' name. Do you see that today? Do you get it? Believing in the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of Christ and unifying myself with Him in each of those things, it means I've got a new identity. Before we can sign for it, we have to get a new identity. You know, maybe a a great way to illustrate this, I didn't even think about this before, but again, I'm getting married in a month, and when my bride-to-be, Taylor, takes my name, she's going to change her signature. She's not going to sign as Taylor Friend anymore. She's going to be Taylor Wangler. She's even talked to me about how she's practicing it. (laughs) And you'll have to ask her how that's going. When she changes part of her identity, she changes the authority on which she signs. Because now she's not just signing as Taylor Friend. She's, She's signing as an equal partner in our family and marriage relationship. So with that, she's got access to what I've got access to. Woo! <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Am I getting red? <laughs> with that, <laughs> she's got access to, to that. With that, she's got my strength is available to her. My peace is available to her, not that she's always gonna want that. My, my skills are available to her. Any, any husbands know that? Anybody get a list once in a while? These are the things I need you to do because I know you can do them. That, that's because, well, she's got the authority to ask for that. She's signing off on the project in your name. And I was thinking even about like sign-up sheets at church. I, I can't just sign up for whatever I want now because I have to check and see if we're busy or not. And then also if that's something she wants to do or not. I don't just get to do it on my own. I have to consult with the one I'm, I'm married to. Did you know that Christ called the church his bride? We're married to Christ. Which means I've now got access to what he's got. And I, and I better consult with him before I make all these decisions. Because it's not just me, it's him in me now. We're one, unified. I've got a new identity. I wrote this down. I thought this was interesting of a a thought. 
If my old self died, how could my old self be the one whose name I'm living in, working in, talking in, signing the checks, signing up for things? Like how, how can I just do it on my own if my old self died? You know, one of the things that I believe discipleship is all about is getting the old man to stay in the grave. And if you get that reference, it's my old self. The old person, the sinful man, I put him in a grave when Christ was in the grave. And who is alive today is this new creation in Christ Jesus. But the old guy sometimes wants to come out and still follow me around. Or sometimes I kind of might be wanting to go back and pull him out and take him with me because I like something about that. How can the old person be making decisions if it's dead? If my life is in Christ, then, then he's the one I got to go to, not my old self. You know, that old self might have habits or feelings or, or thoughts, but that's something that's dead and in a grave. I'll preach another sermon on that another time about keeping the dead man dead, keeping the, the dead stuff out of your life. And, and when I say dead and alive, I'm not just talking about like, my eyes are open and I'm breathing, or they're not. I'm talking about things that are good and things that are bad. I mean, we could use death and life as terms to describe light and darkness, good and evil, right and wrong. These are all things that are tied together, and it's part of two different kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And I'm off of my outline this morning. When we're raised to new life, we get a new identity. And it's out of the belief that I'm a new creation in Christ that I get to live signing for things in his name not on my own power not on my own authority authority but in his so i wrote this about that too about about being dead you know the the dead man the old man he's not going to sign for things it doesn't mean that like i don't exist anymore okay and, and i'm just trying to clear up confusion about terms right now saying the old man is dead and this new man's alive it doesn't mean that like i stopped existing i mean it even it even said in galatians um, 2 20 so i live in this earthly body i'm still here i'm still breathing i'm still talking i'm still looking at you right now it doesn't mean i cease to exist but it means i've been changed i've been transformed that's what being born again means it means a part of me died and a new part is alive and the difference is now I'm alive. I know I have trust. I have a relationship. I have communication with Christ Jesus, who is the victor and the name above every name. And we could talk all day about what he is. It's now I trust him where before I didn't trust him. Now my hope is in him and not in me like it used to be. It's not that I stop existing. It's a change happens. So I'm no longer living the same way. I'm no longer focused on this. I don't want the same things now because there's been a change of of focus. There's been a change of heart, a term that we've probably heard before. This is what it means to be put to death in the old man and raised to new life in Christ. It means there's been a change, not that I stop existing. And so this morning, sign for it in his authority. If we believe that we are married to Christ, that we are partnered with him, And that he has extended these promises to us. Then we get to sign for things in his name. Or we could say it this way, sign for it on his authority. I'll tell you this story really quick this morning about a time that I thought I had some authority to use because of my last name, but I didn't. I was about five years old. It was in Winterset. My my dad's a pastor down there. And so I grew up in church. And he has uh, an associate minister who's been with him for a long time. Awesome man of God. He's actually going to be in my wedding. So if you come to that, you can meet him. I'm not just trying to talk about getting married this morning. It's just 
applies really well to a lot of things, okay? So this man, Pastor Mike Patterson is his name. He's an awesome man of God. And I'm a five-year-old, like, punk running around the church. And I come up to him, and, and uh, he tells me, like, not to run or, you know, sit down or something like that. And I go, do you know who my dad is? <laughs> like... Like, because he corrected me, my dad's going to, like, fire him or something. Yeah, right. No. And he goes, yeah, but do you know who I am? <laughs> I got put in my place. And the error that I had was thinking I had some authority that I didn't. I thought, well, because he's my dad and he's your boss, I'm in equal. Like, you shouldn't be telling me what to do and how wrong I was. <laughs> I was not given that authority by my dad, and so I didn't have access to telling the adult what to do. It's a good lesson for me to learn, all right? But the good thing about Christ is he hasn't left us without authority. He has given us authority to operate in this earth as him. We're operating on his behalf. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like picked up an order? I'm thinking about Taylor again. I pick up Starbucks for her that she orders and I show up and I say, yeah, I'm here for Taylor's order. I'm not Taylor, but I'm identified with her. We're, we're together. And so I'm, I'm, I have the authority to sign for it. I have the ability to pick it up and take it because she already bought it and paid for it. You know, there's things Jesus already bought. He already paid for them. Life, redemption, things we celebrate when we take communion, things we remember when we take communion. He's already paid for them. He's already got them. And so now I have access to them also because I'm identified with him. Because we're married. We're Christ's bride. Isn't that good news? So we sign for it in his authority. Here's something that happens when we sign for it in Jesus' authority instead of our own. When we try to get what we need in his authority rather than in our own. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, Therefore, whatever you do, eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. Do all to the glory. Of, see, there's that, there's that definitive, very like, difficult sounding word again. Do all to the glory of God. How can I do all to God's glory? Well, it's by whatever I do, do it in his name. If it's done in his name, with his authority, with his provision, with his power, it's going to be giving glory to him. You know, when I, when I operate with the resources of someone else, I don't take credit for it when it happens. Do you get that? Like when, when we do things as a church, I'm not saying, yeah, look what I did. No, it's look, look what Abundant Life did. Look what Christ did. Isn't that awesome that his church can do this kind of thing? Isn't it awesome that we had a full house on Easter? It wasn't because of me. It was because of Christ. It's because of his good news and what he's done. And so I love that as we identify in him, he's glorified. And so the more of my life that I do in the name of Jesus, the more of my life he is going to be glorified for. And so these two things, they go hand in hand and they take care of one another. I don't have to separate them off and like try to do everything in Jesus' name and then try to figure out how to give God glory. If I'll just live in the name of Jesus, if I'll sign for it in Jesus' name, he's going to get the glory for it every single time. Amen. And so we want to be giving God glory, but it's a, it's a byproduct of signing for it in his name. It's a byproduct of, of trusting in him and, and operating in his will and his power rather than in my own. So I, I wrote this question out. Do people know that it is him and not me? Do people know that it's Christ 
and not me? Do people know that it's his power that makes me able to fill in the blank? Do they know that it's his word and not my word? You know, oh, they've got such great ideas. Oh, they have such wisdom. Do they know that it's God's and not yours? Do they know where you got that? Do they know it's from the Bible? Because if it's in Jesus' name, then he ought to be getting the credit for it, don't you think? Do they know that it's, it's his plan for me? It's not my own plan. It's, I don't have it all figured out. I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. It's his plan. And it's his step by step by step that leads me into good things. Because that's his plan. Do they know that it's his will that brings me to these things? Do they know that it's his call? That it's his power? It's his anointing? Do they know that it's his spirit? Do they know that it's him and not me? Well, if I'm signing for it in his name, they're going to know it's him. Right? Because if you look at the receipt... What you find is not my name, but his name. Not Isaac did it. Christ did it. So all of these things, we get a newness of them um, when, we, when we are raised to life, when we're born again. And you know, these things too, like I think about will or plan, you know, those are renewed in God's word. And so uh, I'm not trying to preach a whole sermon about plans or will of God for you this morning. But if you don't know what they are, go to the word. It says in Romans 12 too, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know the good and perfect will of God. Okay, good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Where do I get that? The word. Amen. The word will renew your mind to God's plan and to God's will and to God's power. And so if I feel like I've got the old one, hey, go get the new one. It's right here for you. All right. So we can be renewed in that. We can, we can focus on this rather than the oldness. And as we do these things, he's going to be glorified and acknowledged. Another verse on this is Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, which is Jesus, and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And so as we live our life in Jesus' name rather than in my name, he's going to be glorified. As we live our life in Jesus' name, as we approach the conversation, as we approach the question, as we approach the opportunity in Jesus' name and not my name, he's going to be glorified. And, and here's the other part of it. I'm operating with the power of the one who's an overcomer. I'm operating with the power now of the creator. I'm operating with the power of the one who's designed, the author and finisher of our faith. He's got the plan, and so if I'll align myself with him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in good standing. It's going to go well in Jesus' name. And so Jesus' name is the name I want to be signing. You know, when I speak, because it said in, in word or in deed, I, I just want to identify this. The things I'm doing, they ought to be glorifying God. The things I'm saying ought to be glorifying God. And I could preach a whole message on words too this morning. I know we're talking about a few different things, but it all ties back into the name of Jesus and applying his name into every part of your life. You know, the things I'm doing, if I'm doing them in Jesus' name, I, they're going to go well. That's, that's kind of one of the key points. If I'm doing them in Jesus' name and it's aligned with Jesus' plan and will, it's going to go well. If I'm, if I'm speaking things in Jesus' name, and it's aligned with his will, if it's aligned with his you know, thoughts, with his truth, which is written out in the Bible, it's going to go well. It's going to be effective, because he's effective, isn't he? Jesus is effective. And so if it's him, rather than my old man, it's going to work. And then the other part of it we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit this morning is, it's also 
going to represent him well. If it's, if it's him and not me, it's going to represent him well. And so people ought to know that it's him and not me. My, my employer ought to know that it's him and not me. My friends ought to know that it's him and not me. My kids ought to know that it's him and not me. My spouse ought to know that it's him and not me. I ought to be giving God glory for all the things he's doing in my life. In word or in deed, we do them in the name of Jesus. And again, you know, this morning, I just felt so impressed, so moved to give this sermon because I have too many times used the name of Jesus but not realized the power that is applied in it. I mean, the one who was raised from the dead, He's got power over death. I'm using his name. That's no cheap thing. That's no light thing. It's not just like, yep, Jesus. No, it's Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. Jesus, his, his name is powerful. And so we need to recognize this and see how it's going to change things in our life if we'll apply it. You know where Jesus goes, things change. And so I want his name. I want him working in my life. Do people know that it's Jesus and not me? Here's the next one. Does the enemy know that it's Jesus and not me? Does the enemy know that it's Jesus and not me? You know, I think too many times we, we go toe-to-toe with the devil on our own terms or with our own power. Oh, devil, you can't do that to me because, because I didn't do this today or I read my Bible for this long today or I prayed this prayer today. Devil, you, you can't do that because I'm not going to let you. Or, or even this one, like, and, and it gets close but off here. Like, devil, you can't do that because I'm a Christian. Which is, is starting to recognize Jesus' name, but it's still without, hey, devil, I am with Christ and you don't want any business with him. He already beat you. He, you're defeated. So unless you want to just get beat up and, and take some more losses, you better get out of here because Jesus is in this house. Jesus is with me. I'm married to him. Which sounds weird to say as a guy, but it's the truth. I'm married to Christ. The man I'm married to, I need to be careful about that. Jesus, who I'm married to, is powerful. He is a victor. He is a conqueror. And so unless you want to deal with him, you better leave me alone. Amen? Does the enemy know whose name you're living in? It's in Jesus' name, not in my name. It's not because I'm strong. It's not because I'm tough. It's not because my willpower is I just have such fortitude to overcome every single thing that the enemy brings my way. No, it's Jesus. Amen. Not me, it's Him. You know, I was thinking about this. Hebrews 2, verse 18. Talking about, you know, my strong will. Temptation is one of the main uh, weapons the devil will come at you with, all right? The, the devil likes to use temptation to get believers down. Hebrews 2, verse 18 talks about temptation, and it says, For in that he, which is Jesus, he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able, but look at this, he is able to aid those who are tempted. What does it mean that he's able to aid those who are tempted? It means that he is able to support me. It's not me getting through the temptation. It's Jesus' name. It's Jesus who's already beat temptation. He took the power away from sin. Talked about that last. I just love that. He took the power away from sin. By beating it once, he's beaten it for all. Once and for all, he dealt with it. If it's been dealt with, and I'm with him who has dealt with it, well, he knows how to get through it. And so if I'm being tempted, apply his name. Yeah. Stop saying, devil, you can't do that. Devil, you can't do that. Say, hey, devil, in Jesus' name, I have overcome temptation and sin, and, and you can't win. In Jesus, I have power over sin. Not in me, not in my strength, not in my willpower. In Jesus and his victory, I've got power over sin. 
Sin has lost its power because he's overcome it. Start using the name. I mean, his name is not just something we need to reserve for our, you know, our private prayer time or when we go and bless our meal the three times a day. It's not just something we should say for when we're singing a song at church. Use the name. Sign the name. He wants you to use it. Do everything in the name. And that doesn't just mean we, like I said, we're not just slapping it on and, and applying it willy-nilly. I'm, I am intentionally applying the power and authority of God into all these areas of my life. That changes things. It makes things a whole lot better. Does the enemy know that it's him and not me? You know, here's another one. Um, do my words carry his authority and his ability? Do my words have Jesus' signature on them? What I'm speaking out of my mouth, um, is, it, is it in Jesus' name or is it in my name? You know, getting into what we say and what we speak, I, I wanted to encourage you with this this morning. Choosing to speak things that are in Jesus' name, because it's said in Colossians 3.17, do all things, whether in deed or in word, in word or in deed, so my words should be in Jesus' name. Every word should be in Jesus' name. You know, I've heard words preached about before, and I'll tell you what, I've felt like people get really like legalistic about it, like really ruly about it. Have you ever felt that way about sermons on what words you should say? Like, oh, you can't say those words. Don't say words that way. You know, and, and I agree, words, life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's Proverbs. Um, yeah, Proverbs 18.21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You should be careful with your words, but it's not out of legalism or trying to put you in these rules and make things more difficult for you to speak. The reason we ought to be careful is because we have an opportunity to live our life talking in the authority of Jesus. I'm not telling you this morning that you should watch the words you use, you know, just because you're going to make God mad if you use the wrong words. I'm telling you, you ought to be careful with your words because they carry life or death. And if it's in Jesus' name, the words you say are going to be powerful. The words you say are going to be authoritative. They're going to be true. Why would I want to say something in my name if I can say it in Jesus' name? Why would I want to say something out of my thoughts, my opinions, if I can say it out of His? I mean, he knows more than I know. Don't anybody else think Jesus knows more than me? He knows more than me. And so I want his thoughts. I want his ways. I want what he thinks and says to be what I think and say. And that comes back to the word. It comes back to renewing our minds on the word of God. And I just said this. It's not so much you can't, you shouldn't, don't talk like that. I just think, why would I want to? Why would I want to talk any other way but in the name of Jesus? Why would I want to use any other opinions other than what Jesus has said about it? He knows what I don't know. Yeah. He, he sees the hearts of people, which I don't see. And so we ought to operate with the words of Jesus rather than ours. <clears throat> we ought to be saying about things what Jesus says about them. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to live abundantly in life you know john 16 24 is one of my favorite verses lately jesus said until now you've asked nothing in my name until now you've asked nothing in my name asking you'll receive that your joy may be full he's saying use your words in my name ask in my name stop praying and saying hey lord i would really like for you to do this because i think it would help me i would really like this to happen because i've been so good lately i'd really like this to happen because of how much i i worshiped or i went to church all four weeks this month or you know i i did this so god if you could just make this happen that'd be great no pray in jesus name 
Ask in Jesus' name, because his name is the one that has power and authority. His, he's the one who paid for it. Do you see that today? As we use his name rather than my name, we're going to see, well, we're going to see joy full, which comes as we receive. We're going to be receivers when we ask in Jesus' name. And then along with this, uh, one more about living in his authority and the authority of his name, Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. He says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and they will, if they drink any deadly thing, it will by, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That is an amazing way to live. Th those are amazing things that I'll tell you, I can't do on my own. Do you know that? I can't, I can't do this stuff out of my own power. I can't just make a decision. Hey, I'm going to cast out a demon because I think it would be cool to do that. I'm going to heal somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to pray and heal someone and lay hands on them because I think that it's going to be a great thing for me to do. No, it's in Jesus name. It's in Jesus power. It's because he instructed us in it. That's why we can live a life of power and authority. It's different when I'm doing it in his name than if I'm doing it in my name. And so I was just encouraged this morning. I can live a, a, a supernatural life. Not in a weird way. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what the Bible has said. We're supposed to be living a supernatural life that goes beyond what my power and authority can do. I should be acting in situations in a way that most people wouldn't act. I mean, let's, let's even, I think it's the amazing list we have here, but there are times where I'm going to have comfort and peace that no one else can have because I'm in Jesus. And because I'm in His peace and not mine, I'm okay. There's going to be times where I have understanding, wisdom about things that doesn't make sense to anybody else. But because I'm in Jesus, I've got it. Doesn't that sound like a good life to live? Doesn't that sound like abundance? We could use that term like Jesus did. I came to bring you abundant life. This is what he's talking about. But we only get it if we're in his name. If, if we're coming back to in Jesus' name. And I'm just sharing this with you because, well, number one, I was impressed too by the Spirit. I believe God directed me to preach this this morning. But then the second part is I have personal experience with this, that this all rings true to me. Too many times I've tried to do it in my name. Too many times I've tried it in myself. And if we would just go to Jesus' name, pray in Jesus' name, ask in Jesus' name, speak in Jesus' name, Say what Jesus said. Do what Jesus did. You know, the old, uh, the old, it's not that old, but the phrase, what would Jesus do? It's really the truth. Not to just bring up an old slogan, but what would Jesus do? Do that in his name. It's got to be in his name. We're empowered to do what Jesus did when we're doing it in his identity. When we're doing it with his authority. When we're doing it with his word, we can live like Jesus lived. You know that? I mean, that, that's a strong statement, isn't it? We can live like Jesus lived. Some people won't tell you that. But it's true. When I get born again, I'm like Christ. I'm in Christ. I become like Him. My new man is like Christ. My new way of living is like Christ. That's why I go to the Word to be renewed. Because I want to know what it looks like to live like Christ. I want to see how He lived so I know what would Jesus do. Somebody's hurting right now. What would Jesus do? Well, He'd probably pray for them. He'd probably comfort them. There's a sick person. What am I going to do? Well, I should probably lay hands on the sick and they will recover by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. What would Jesus do? That's what Isaac, who is empowered by Jesus, is going to do. But when I do it, and this is kind of the heart of the message this morning, when I do it, it's not just about me saying, yes, I'm going to do that action. It's yes in Jesus' name. 
It's, it's not just that, hey, I know the right thing to do here. It's I know the right thing to do because I, I, know, I, I know Christ. I've seen him in the word. But then also I've been given the authority of God to sign for it. I've got God's authority to sign for it, to say yes to doing this. And when we sign for it in Jesus' name, we ought to expect it to happen. Because he doesn't come up short and he doesn't fail and he doesn't lie. And so if he said it and I'm signing for it in Jesus' name, then I believe it's going to happen. Do you believe that? This is the way I believe Jesus wants us to be living today, abundantly, with life. And so as we sign in Christ's name, as we, as we approach situations in Jesus' name and not our name, we're going to see life in a better way than the world or the wisdom of the world or the power of the world could ever do. So signing the name of Jesus in every word I speak and every deed I work. This is kind of the heart of the message. i got to know him so I know what he would do or what he would say. And then I ought to apply that in his name. I ought to apply that with his power. I ought to apply that with his wisdom, with the truth that he has brought. You know, I don't want some, I wrote this down, I don't want someone else's order. I don't want the results that someone else has paid for. I talked to you a minute ago about going and like picking up a Starbucks for Taylor, right? When I go, I expect to get her order. I expect to get what she paid for, not what someone else did. I don't want someone else's results in my life. I want Christ's results. I want to be raised from the dead. I want that kind of life. I I want health and strength. I I want demons cast out before me. I I want, like he said in in Mark 16, um, 17 and 18, I I want to, you know, walk forward and not be harmed by serpents or deadly things. I I want that kind of life. I I want words that are truth and life and are encouraging and supportive and lead people to eternal life rather than just kind of fill them in for a little bit. I want Christ's results, don't you? And we get those in Jesus' name as we do and live like Jesus did. You know, I just wrote this out and and challenged me. I don't want what Buddha or Plato said because I don't want their results. Neither of those guys rose from the dead. Neither of those guys brought eternal life. This might step on some toes. Is that okay? I don't want what Republicans or Democrats say. They don't have eternal life. (laughs) Neither one has it all figured out. I'm doing both sides, okay? So we're all, everybody's good, right? I don't want, I have great parents. Let me start by saying that. I don't want what mom and dad think. Someday there's going to come, I don't want what my kids think. I don't know if anybody's there today, but like, I I don't just want some other person's ideas. I want Christ. I want Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm I'm glad you've got some things figured out and it's working for you. I don't want your results. I want Christ's results in my life. And those come in his name. Those come in his word. Those come in his promise. Those come in his actions. Those come in his power, in his plan, in his will. I don't want anything else. I want Jesus. Are you with me this morning? Do you want Jesus today? So then the other part of this, I'm, I'm going to wrap up real quick. Worship team, if you all would come up here, we're going we're gonna to wrap this service up here in just a couple minutes. Last point for you to consider this morning is this. Would Jesus want his name on what I'm doing or what I'm saying? You like that I saved this for the end? <laughs> would Jesus want his name on what I'm doing or what I'm saying? Can I do this thing in his name? This action I'm about to take. Would Jesus do it? What would he say if he was here? 
What if, what if he was in this room? What would Jesus think about what I'm about to do? This, this comeback that just came to my flesh, this, this thing I just thought of to say that's a really good zinger and it's really going to stick them, this post that I just topped up and, oh man, it brings a lot of good points out. They're not going to be able to come back from this one. Would Jesus press end? Would Jesus say it? Would Jesus do it? What would Jesus do? Because if we're doing everything, going back to Colossians 3.17, if we're doing everything in the name of Jesus, then we're doing everything in the name of Jesus. Which means everything I do is representing Him. Would He want His name on this? You ever been in a group project with someone that didn't pull their weight? I don't want to be that person in the relationship with Christ. And I'm going to be because He doesn't come up short. So if anybody's missing it, it's going to be me. Not Him, because He's perfect, if you didn't know that. But I'll tell you... With, with Jesus, I, I'm going to make a decision that I don't, I don't want to let him down. You know, I, I don't want to do things that don't line up with our relationship. I don't want to do things that he would not like. I, I don't want to do things that are out of line with his character. If I'm going to put his name on it, I better make sure it lines up with who he is. Don't you agree with that? I want to represent him well. I want to show people who he is. I want people to know him and love him like I do. But as I do this, I have to be intentional about recognizing what I do in word and in action. It's a reflect. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show him, positively or negatively. I want to be someone who shows the world the love of God. I want to be someone who shows the world the hope that's in Christ. I want to be someone who shows the world the grace of God. And none of that because I've got it all figured out, but because I'm, I'm with Jesus. I'm, I'm in him. And because I'm in him and he's in me and I've got his word and I'm doing it in his name, we're going to see the Jesus kind of results that I can't make happen on my own. We're going to see people come to know him that I can't make come to know him. You know, I don't have the power to change somebody's heart, but he does. Anybody ever experienced that? Jesus made a change in your heart. He's, he's brought you to new life. I can't make that happen for you, but he can. Do you believe that? He can. He can change everything. We ought to be glorifying God. We ought to be living a life where our, our words and our actions align with His character. If you'd stand up with me this morning, I just want to close the service with a prayer. And as we pray this morning, I'm just going to invite you, if you will, to do what, what we call consecration. It's where you say yes to Jesus. It's where you align yourself with Him and you say yes to His will. You say yes to His way. Even I'm, I'm going to present it like this. You say yes to His name. Jesus, I don't, I don't want to live in my thoughts. I don't want to live in my old man. I don't want to do things because I've got a thought that maybe it's the right thing to do. I want to live in your name, which means I want to talk in your name. I want to act in your name. I want to believe in your name and in the truth you've given me. I don't want to do it by me. I want to do it by you. And if you're there this morning, I want to invite you to pray this out with me. And, and I believe this, just to encourage you, as we pray this, as you commit your heart to, to living in Jesus' name and not your name anymore, I believe you're going to experience a life change. You're going to experience the power of God. You're going to experience the truth of God. You're going to see results that you've never seen before in your life. Not because of you, but because of Him. When we apply Jesus to our life, Jesus to the situation, it's going to change for the better. There's going to be abundance of life there. Do you believe it today? Well, let's pray and, and pray this out with me. Father, I thank you for Jesus who came to bring abundant life. I thank you that I don't have to live as me and me alone. I thank you that in Christ, my old man is buried and dead and there's a new man alive. 
who's alive in Christ, who is in relationship with Christ, married to Christ. Lord, I thank you that because of who he is and what he has and what he's done, I can have the same, Lord. As I sign for it today, I'm not signing in my name. I'm signing in Christ's name. I'm signing for it with the blood and life that Jesus gave. I thank you, Lord, that what he has made available is what I receive. Today I ask in Jesus' name, not in my name. And I thank you that it's because of him and his name that I receive. I thank you for the power of his name. That in word and in deed, I will see his power working in my life. I thank you for wisdom, for safety, for protection, for comfort, for provision, for health, for life in every way. And not in shortage, but abundance. In the name of Jesus. I receive it and I believe it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, give him a shout this morning if you believe you've got it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're signing for it in Jesus' name. Not in ourselves. It's His authority. It's His power. And I believe as we represent Him, people are going to be glorifying God. Do you believe that? People are going to see the goodness of God working in my life as I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's praise as we close the service.